Hello everyone, this is Deb McBride and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Sunday, May 19th, 2019 and I am broadcasting from lovely Costa Rica. So this week we have some shifts in the sky as Tuesday comes and two planets go into Gemini. That would be the sun and Mercury, which rules Gemini. So the 21st of May is when we can expect the sun to change signs and this time going into Gemini. And it's there for its annual run where it will be for a month. So the ruler of Gemini is Mercury and they are entering within three hours of each other. And this is not very common at all. So we really like to uh, sort of see the energy shift. Remember, they're both in Taurus now, which is a much slower, more plodding, earthier fixed energy. And for the next day and a half, they will still be in Taurus. And then they're both going to pop into Gemini and we're going to watch things speed up because when Mercury and the sun meet, and that, that's when we call Mercury as combust because it's in the heat of the sun. When Mercury and the sun meet, which is often during the year, um, it really starts to rev up whatever sign they're in. And since they're in Mercury's home sign and Mercury's going to be ruling that part of the heavens, it's really important for us to connect with the Gemini qualities, which are communications, speaking, writing, analyzing, our brain power, our connection to others through verbal and written language. We may be getting more emails. We may be getting more phone calls. It might just be a busier communicative month, especially since Mercury is going to be with the sun. So they're not uh, going to stay close together for too long because Mercury moves more quickly. It's a faster planet. And by the end of the week, the sun will only be at four degrees of Gemini, but Mercury will be at nine. So they're going to stay together Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you're going to see Mercury zip ahead. But this is a really good time for communicating, for getting your ideas out there, for rethinking uh, processes, for analysis, for getting your details in order and organized. This is a perfect time to be doing that. And if you have felt a little sluggish in these last weeks, it's probably because the Taurus energy made you very comfortable. And you know, Taurus is a very cozy energy. So now we're shifting from cozy to brain power. And since both planets are going in to Gemini on the same day, this is a lot of energy being shifted on Tuesday. So you're going to probably notice the difference between tomorrow, Monday, and Tuesday, whereas things are a little more plodding, slower, and then Tuesday, all the energy is going to pick up. So you might hear from people you haven't heard from. You might pick up energy in uh, a way that you hadn't. Maybe you'll feel more awake, alive, um, and that's all good. So this is one of those times when we want to use that energy. Gemini is about versatility. It's about communication. It's about balancing a lot of things, having a lot of uh, juggling going on. So, you know, you're going to park the car where you need to, you're going to get the kids to school, and then you're going to go walk to work, and then you're going to run your errands. And then, you know, it's, it's all about that. It's all about getting organized and having those things move in a good flow. So we like this. This is, this is, positive, powerful energy. Now, eventually, Gemini, you know, is opposite Sagittarius. Eventually, both the sun and Mercury will oppose Jupiter in its own sign. And that's not for a little while yet, although Mercury will zip through Gemini, and by the end of the month, it will be talking to Jupiter very clearly. So 
this is a really great time for new ideas. It's a good time to expand your ideas. It's a good time to connect with people and hear their ideas and just sort of the outreach, the networking, this is great for that. Uh, there may be more activity on your social media feeds. So just sort of expect that. That's the, that's the big shift this week. In the meantime, we are going to have the moon do some occultations again. So today the moon is in Sag as we had a full moon yesterday and we had it with the Venus opposite, um, conjunct Uranus. And so the, the full moon is sun opposite moon. And so Venus was ruling the sun when it was involved in the full moon. So they were connected. And we talked last week about how Venus and Mars were very involved because Venus was Taurus. Marvel Scorpio, and that was the full moon planet. So there was a lot of male, female, yin yang energy happening in these last couple of days. But now the moon is in Sag, and it's going to be in Sag for the next couple of days. Today, tomorrow, early Tuesday morning, it's going to go to Capricorn. And why I bring this to your attention so quickly is because we are experiencing those occultations, meaning the moon is hiding the light of Saturn and hiding the light of Pluto on Wednesday, the 22nd. So the moon is going to cross over those planets, and this is what's been going on on a monthly basis. Whenever the moon goes into Capricorn, we see them connect with those two planets that have been traveling together that we've talked so much about, those power planets, those planets of resilience and transformation. And what we're looking at is occultations are almost like eclipses. So once again, on Wednesday, we're going to see this sort of eclipse of Saturn and Pluto's energy. Now, it's an interesting thing because it doesn't mean they won't be present and the moon moves very quickly. So it's going to hit Saturn at 622 Eastern time and then Pluto at like midnight. So this is, this is an evening on Wednesday, if you're on the East Coast. This is an evening of occultation. And what it does is it helps us sort of step back and understand that energy in a different way, the way Saturn and Pluto have been, and the way they are giving us this resilience, this, this call to power, this call to transformation. And I've talked a lot about them in these weeks, but once again, I will discuss the fact that we are all going to be dealing with this influence for another year and a half. And when the moon touches them like this, and there's this occultation, there's a sort of a blip in their energy. And in some respects, it's good because we feel like we're not trapped by them, you know, trapped in that energy because it's, it's a heavy energy. But at the same time, you know, we can get a little distance for what we need to do when we're experiencing their energy, which is usually something very intense going on in our lives and something profound that we're working out. So I think of this as a moment, and that would be Wednesday evening, a moment to just sort of ponder where they are in our charts, where they are showing up, how we're, how we're experiencing them, and then sort of the absence of their energy for a moment as the moon passes over them. And it, I think, gives us a marker as to where we've been in the last month and how much we've processed this energy in the last month. So we look at them 
in a way where, okay, what have I accomplished? What have I done? Now, I can tell you this, Saturn's been retrograde for about three, almost four weeks. And up until really last week, I know that people have been having a really hard time. And what we need to remember, so Saturn slows down and then turns around and people have been really kind of stuck. And when I talk to people, they are having a hard time. And I'm certainly not excluded from that. I've had to process a lot of things in these last weeks too. But the thing that I'm noticing that's changing is that, you know, we're moving into a different part of the year with different, you know, we've got Gemini now, we've got, we had this bolt of energy from Venus and Uranus, and I'm finding that that's really shifting things a bit for us. Um, because we had a lot of heavy aspects to Saturn and Pluto earlier in the month, if you recall. Now, what's, what I'm talking about is that, you know, Saturn and Pluto are working together to help us transform. And what we need to pay attention to is that they are with the South Node. And we've talked about the nodes before here. And so I want to spend a little time discussing the nodes because they're very prominent in this relationship right now. The North Node is in Cancer. The South Node is in Capricorn. The South Node is where we've been, it, been there, done that. We've, we've visited that path before. Um, Saturn and Pluto are getting to visit us, getting us to visit that path again. The North Node is in Cancer. So the direction we're supposed to go in where the fulfillment is, is Cancer. So wherever Cancer is in your chart, you want to generate your energy there. Capricorn is a very ambitious, uh, status-oriented sign. Cancer is about home, family, security, and creating your own family network, no matter where you are. And when we have planets hanging out on the south node, they pull us back into where we've been and done before. So they, they are somewhat karmic in that we are going back over a lesson we've learned that we may have learned many times before. And so Saturn is really with that South Node. And when you pay too much attention to the South Node, it means you get a little obsessive or a little, um, a little overly focused on things that you are not within your reach that you feel like you need to have and they need to be present and you need to have this in your life and and why isn't working out and Saturn is like causing us to kind of go back over this over and over again so the south node is where we get like caught up in our stuff is where we get pulled back into the vortex the north node is where we focus our energy feel fulfilled, get things accomplished. And in the sign of cancer, like I said, you want to focus on where, where that is in your chart, of course, but also bringing a sense of belonging and security to that area of your chart. So even if it's not in the family house, for example, then it should be in a place, say it's in your uh, fifth house of creativity and children. The North Node is going through there, for example then say it's really about, you know, bringing a sense of belonging to where you feel creative or where you express yourself creatively in your life, like 
Are you with people? Are you expressing yourself alone? Do you have children? Are you expanding your creativity with children? Um, those kinds of things. That's just an example. But what we're doing is we're really going towards that North Node. We really need to focus on the North Node. And Saturn and Pluto keep pulling us back into the South Node. So it's been hard to not obsess. It's been hard to not keep going over the same things over and over again and getting stuck. It's been really hard. And, and they've been with the South Node for a while now, for, for months. And they really are getting exact with the South Node. And then now they're going to start separating a bit. But as we get challenged by this, you know, we're trying to transform. And we're trying to transform what may feel like an old story. And the old story kind of keeps reminding us of itself. And we're like, I'm done with that story. <laughs> but there, but Simon and Pluto are saying, but wait, you got, you got a little bit of um, a component here you need to revisit. And when you get pulled back into that story again, you have to make sure you've got one foot in the story and then one foot on the North Node. Because if you don't balance yourself with the North Node, you're not going to... Uh, feel fulfilled and you're not going to get out of this story. So what's happening is the nodes are an axis. You can't just stay in one place. You can't, if you get too caught up in the South node, you get your butt kicked over to the North node. If you're working on the North node and you're staying focused on where your fulfillment is coming from, then the things that you need or want to resolve or need to or have been craving with the South node is going to just show up naturally so where do you have cancer in your chart where do you have about 20 degrees of cancer in your chart do you know where that is if you do you should be focusing on the affairs of that house and what's happening there and how you can feel fulfilled by that area of your life it's not simple because like i said when you've got two heavy hitters like saturn and pluto sitting on your the south node you're really getting pulled back into the, to the, the vortex. And sometimes there feels like there's no way out. But the way out is the North Node. Cancer is a loving sign. It's a, it's a generous sign. It's uh, a hospitable sign. It's a sign of family, like I said, and security. But it's also a place where we create our own security and where we create maybe a new family someplace or a sense of belonging. And the sense of belonging is really what we're looking for right now because having that sense of being with others, even if it's temporary, that sense of belonging is what's key right now to fulfilling ourselves. And ultimately, we're going to get what we need out of the South Node. We're not going to feel like we're getting pulled in a direction that's not going to fulfill us. We're not going to get go into the spin. We're not going to experience the vortex too much because there'll be a balance. Like I said, you have the North Node, the South Node, they're an axis. You can't have one without the other. And so the most important thing to do is to pay attention to what's giving you the fulfillment, where you feel fulfilled. And, you know, with the moon going over the south node on Wednesday and hitting Saturn and Pluto, ah, there's just way too much 
that can pull us backwards. And you know what that feels like. That feels like you are getting sucked back into something or you are worried about something that you have no answer to, that you can't find an answer to. The answer is the North Node. Um, maybe you keep, you know, scratching the same itch. That's a really good example. Scratching the same itch. It's like you get a mosquito bite on your leg and you keep going back for it, even though it's going to bleed and you're going to make it bleed again. <laughs> but really what's going to happen is you need to focus on not scratching the itch and doing something different with your brain and with your mind and with, with what you want to be focusing on. That's the important answer here. Once the south node separates from Saturn and Pluto, we're not going to be pulled in like we were. And we are going to be feeling a lot more grounded. It's important to connect with the elements of the south node because Saturn and Pluto are there. You know, the problem with Saturn is it forces us to deal with some realities or some things there. And we say, um, you know, south node, you're not supposed to be like indulging it. But when Saturn is there, when Pluto's there, it's asking us to take some stock of it and look at it and, and heal those old, old wounds, the old hurts that keep turning up right now. And there's a lot of old hurts turning up for people right now. The old story. And you say, okay, I know the story, but I'm going to focus on what fulfills me right now because that's going to heal the story. And that's the attitude we all have to take right now, no matter how difficult it is. That's, that's where we're going. In the meantime, uh, Mars, which is now in Cancer, like I mentioned, is going to sextile Uranus on Wednesday as well. So we've got a lot of activity. Um, Mars and Uranus are highly energetic. And when they do a sextile, it's a smooth aspect. And it's really quite uh, productive. Mars in Cancer, Mars isn't thrilled in Cancer, but it's better there. Uh, for the moment when it's sextile in Uranus, which gives it its zap of energy, Uranus is in Taurus. Now, I mentioned briefly last week that since Mars is in Cancer, it's going to go eventually opposite Saturn and Pluto, but we're not going to see that until June. And then it's going that's when it's going to hit the North Node. And that actually, I think that's going to help us focus on that North Node energy because it's going to give us um, sort of the, the vitamin shot we need to give, to get that North Node rolling, to get that North Node popping. And it's not often that the nodes travel and the South Node sits with a planet or two or like heavy planets for so long. And this is why we feel like we're running around in circles. And this is why we feel like we're stuck. But Mars and Uranus gives us a glimpse on Wednesday on how to work through this plus the planets going into Gemini, how to get through this, how to work through this and have a different perspective. Um, all of this is going to facilitate the process that we're in of working through our transformation that we have to. We're all transforming an old story right now. We all have to let it go and uh, focus on the new and focus on fulfillment. So the rest of the week is pretty calm. The moon goes into Aquarius on Thursday, stays there until Saturday, and then goes void. The moon is void all day Saturday. So next Saturday, the 25th, the moon is void all day. 
Um, it's then goes into Pisces on Sunday, the 26th. And, you know, that's always a good thing. Um, that's Memorial Day weekend in the United States. Um, so that's a good relaxation weekend because the moon in Pisces is good for getting rest. Um, and then we like zip into Aries next Tuesday. But in the meantime, we're dealing with Satch and then we're dealing with Capricorn. And the Capricorn energy is going to be high this week and we have to pay attention to it. So listen carefully to what you're being told um, on Wednesday because there's some keys to getting this these doors open. Um, it may really feel like it's stuck, but we can't let it be stuck. We have to, have to keep moving. Gemini energy is going to help us not be stuck. Um, even though there's been a lovely aspect from the sun to Saturn and Pluto in the south node, we've got, we've got to move past that and really get, get the energy flowing again and um, get it, get our brains awake again. Um, so thankfully there is air in the sky again and we have words and we have thoughts and we have uh, discussions that are happening that are going to help us uh, move life along and get moving forward. In the meantime, Uranus is moving to four degrees in Taurus and that's very good. It's going to start slowing down. Um, it's really only going to hit five degrees next month and then it's going to retrograde at the very end of July, August, but it's already getting, you know, it's not a fast moving planet, but it's already, we're already starting to see it move into the next degrees and not move quickly. You know, this month it, it started out at two degrees and it went to three, now it's at four and it's going to start slowing, slowing, slowing down to four degrees, five degrees, and that's it. And then six degrees in the summer. Um, this means that our process of innovation, our process of uh, breakthroughs, our process of um, great big change thinking is going to slow down a little bit and, and then become internal um, shortly. But Uranus is now at the place where it is, um, where, where we had an eclipse last summer. So Uranus was, was at, involved in the eclipse, but didn't quite reach the degree, but the eclipse was at four degrees last year fixed. So now, that was last July 27th. And you may have some things come up around that eclipse that are prominent and that are important for your life. If you remember the eclipse from last July, you know, four degrees fix is being triggered by Uranus for the rest of this month and for the first week of next month. So think about it. Think about what happened last July. Think about what could have been uh, innovative or opening about that time. Um, and other than that, it's a quiet week. We have uh, no big, huge uh, squares of any kind or disruptions of any kind. Just stay really close to, with your ear to the ground on Wednesday because we've got those occultations again. And I think that they're between changing signs on Tuesday with into Gemini and this nice Mars Uranus we're having and this occultation of the moon to Saturn and Pluto, and the south node, <laughs> moving on to the south node, um, it's important to just sort of keep your ear to the ground. If you do feel stuck, 
and you don't know why, and you don't know what it's about, this is a time to pay close attention, meditate, journal, work with yourself. Capricorn is a work sign. It's not a sign for the beach. It's a sign to work. It's an accomplishment, achievement, success-oriented sign. It's where the, we climb. So, you know, it's ruled, by, it's ruled by Saturn. Saturn is like a work-oriented, discipline, duty-oriented planet. Remember this. Capricorn is the goat. What do goats do? They climb. They have agility to climb steep mountainsides. And even though they're, you know, they're not uh, like climbing upward constantly, it's a very slow climb, you know? So remember, this is about work. This isn't about sitting back and thinking things are going to take care of themselves. We still have to do the work. And this time the work is on an old story. So have a beautiful week. Pay attention on Tuesday and Wednesday. Those are the hot days this week. And we're going to see where we are after that and what we've learned and what we've accomplished because we're looking for accomplishments with that Saturn, Pluto, and Capricorn. And that South Node is uh, sort of helping us um, sort of helping us accomplish, but at the same time really find the fulfillment in the opposite direction. So keep a balance. Balance is important this week. Uh, watch, watch out for balance and work hard and just pay attention. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.